Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Sylvia Global. I am especially thrilled to be able to introduce the two hosts of a new broadcast here on Sylvia Global called Devoted Moms. It's basically a coffee break hour for for mothers who have de- decided to make being a full-time mom a priority in their lives and using it, um, as one friend of mine described it, as their form of ministry to their children, to their community, and their extended family and friends, um, and to place priority on the role of motherhood. The host for the upcoming show is Tasha, a native of California who now embraces being a Georgia peach. She's the young mother of three, Jordan, Kenneth, and Nia Rose. She's a stay-at-home mom and an entrepreneur. After Tasha lost her job back in 2009, it was a very pivotal point in her life. Her priorities shifted, and she realized that being home with her children was the most important job she could ever have. That job loss was the best thing to happen to Tasha. You'll also be meeting the new co-host with her. Um, They'll be on, at this time, slot um, sometimes together, other times independently. So the other host is Regina. She is the proud mother of two daughters, Sims Grace and Indira Faith. They wake up every morning to Good Day by Jay Moss. Regina describes their lives as simple but plentiful in gratitude. Her goal as a mom is to model how incredible God's provisions have been and continue to be as we live by faith. Ladies, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I think mean, actually it's afternoon, your time. You're in different places. <laughs> you're, uh, Tasha, you're in um, Georgia. Yes. And Regina, where are you? I'm in Maryland. In Maryland, and I'm in mm-hmm. Southern California. So just like your show, we're going to be touching all points around the globe, starting mm-hmm. with across the United States. <laughs> um, are you excited about your new opportunity here to engage moms who are devoted to their work and role as mothers? I this is yeah, this is really exciting. When Tasha first proposed the idea, I was like, well, why, why would, why us? Um, but as I've talked with other mothers, they've gotten, I've gotten so much energy of just saying, like, where do you go to talk about and listen to things that, you know, those who've decided to rear uh, with enhancement um, what they experience from their parents um, and really try to create just incredible humans that are going to move us forward as a nation, as a community, and particularly for me, even as women. So I'm 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 really excited about this. How about you, Tasha? Yes, I'm I'm extremely excited. I was the same way. I thought, wow, I I one just felt so honored that you would think of us um for something so important and um so I'm truly grateful for that. But it also just reinforces, you know, why everything happened the way that it happened a few years ago for myself and that this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. So this is just another extension of, you know, God's blessing, you know, and kind of shifting things in my life and making motherhood my most important priority. What happened to you a few years ago, Tasha? Uh, Well, basically I was in the real estate industry in some way, shape, or form. I was either on the loan side or um, a real estate assistant in a real estate office, and when the economy tanked, um, I lost my position. And so I am a social worker by trade, so I said, um, I'm going to go back and uh, go into nonprofit. And so that's exactly what I did and and found a great um, um, company to work for here. And then a few months after starting with them, we lost a lot of our really big um, financial backing, again, because of the economy. And so I lost another job. And so it was it was just that snatch of security that I felt, you know, when you do everything right. You know, I went in early, left late, um, <laughs> did more than that was expected of me. Um, it was a very hard job, but I, I felt like I did everything right, and, and, I, and it didn't help. So it really just shifted my 
my sense of security, and I really thought, you know, something's got to change. Something's mm. got to change. Um, so I definitely see that as a, as a much bigger blessing than I did that particular day. <laughs> but uh, ever since then, I've How did you feel to, that, that particular day? You know, I it was interesting. You know, when I first lost my, my first job, it was more about financial, you know, thinking about the financial ramifications that it had. But the second time, it was, I was, I just was disappointed, and I felt, um, I felt like a failure. I, I really did. I felt like, how does this happen to me? I know it was happening to people all across the country, but at that moment, I really did feel like a failure, and I just, um, I felt like there's got to be something else because this, this can't keep going on. And it was a much more emotional roller coaster than I thought it was going to be. How yeah. about you, Regina? Well, you know, Gail, I remember that time, during that time, Tasha, and I remember, you know, the first loss was kind of like, mm, that was a, a hard set. And she, Tasha really does go above and beyond. And so it, it was interesting. Um, we've done life together for over, I think we're probably 18, almost 20 years. And mm-hmm. so it was interesting going through it with her, but also you know, kind of having a very objective view that Tasha was giving much more um, and investing much more than the uh, organizations that um, was receiving her investment and benefiting from her investment. And how it was very clear to me at points, like, this is not a good fit for her. But, Mm -hmm. you know, also honoring her journey and having her – and, and seeing her blossom um, to the place where she started to understand her own worth and her own power, and it was because it was challenged. And so it was hard being on the sideline because it was very hurtful, and I've experienced a job loss too, and it really does shake you at your core. What was beautiful is that at Tasha's core and also at my core, there's God. And mm. I think that that allows for us to... Um, yes, still pain, have the tears, uh, but also know that God is working in this, even though right now it doesn't feel like it and it doesn't seem like it. I had a job loss and I was, touch what was I, six, five months pregnant? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, five months pregnant. And um, had gone with an organization where this woman called me up out the blue, please come and do what you do. Uh, I'm very supportive of you, you know, having your start in a family, and I just want you here. And I showed up, and I did what I did, <laughs> and it did not work out. And so here I am, you know, you know, five months pregnant without a job, and I've never been fired from a job before. So, again, it's it's the shaking at the core, but what it also did, and I saw this in Tasha's case, is, you know, you go down, but then you get back up. And when you get back right. up, you try to figure out what is it that I've learned from this um, and how do I not repeat this again? Uh, it, as much as as much control as I have over, you know, my reactions to it. And so um, watching her even in the second time she lost her job, it was because that woman, I, I we prayed for her, um, but she was very intimidated by the incredible um, energy that Tasha was bringing to her office. And it became a distraction from her. <laughs> uh, and, and so sometimes that happens. And so um, Tasha's now, you know, turned her passion and her energy towards, you know, achieving goals um, for the glory of God through her own dream, but, you know, through seeking her own dream and doing it through her family and through her, her business. And so, you know, there's a saying, if you're, you know, working for someone, if you're not working for your own dream, for your own dreams, then you're you're actually hired to help someone else achieve theirs. Mm. That's, <laughs> right. that's, you know, as I listen to you, something, Regina, that's really standing out is the phrase that you used um, that you've been doing life together you know, mm-hmm. as friends and being there, even with this distance geographically, um, how her life 
experiences have been observed by you and how they have also inspired and impacted you. And I think that's what you're hoping to bring to this program of Devoted Moms is to to be able to do life together as moms who place priority on um, their roles as our, our roles as mother and at the same time being there with them so that they know that they're not alone in their journey. Go ahead. Um, Tasha was a mother first, and so, you know, being able to, you know, kind of watch that process and support her, um, and then, you know, the distance happened. Um, we purposefully, I mean, we are very clear that we are in each other's lives um, through it. <laughs> yeah, very on purpose. Um, through, yeah, very purposeful, um, just like our walk with God. Um, we, you know, we, you know, we cry together. Happy. Hi, you're going to be going on the air in just a moment. Oh, okay. Okay, thanks for calling in. Stand by. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, oh, yes, we purposely do this. So this is but this is exciting. Someone gets to see a little glimpse into how we do it, what we yes. do. Yes. Also, mm-hmm. um, both of you had, have experienced the, you know, the trauma of being a single mom, too. Can you speak to that mm-hmm. for our audience by way of introduction to who you are? Sure. Um, I, I've... Yeah, I'll go first. Thanks. Um, I always dreamed about being a mother. I mean, that was one of those things as a little girl that I always dreamt about. This is Tasha about. speaking, correct? I'm sorry, yes, this is Tasha speaking. <laughs> um, but I always dreamt about being a mother. Um, but so when I became a single mother, it definitely was not what my vision and what my dream had been for myself. Um, but, what, but what I took that opportunity to just look at the blessing of just becoming a mother and doing the best that I could do for my daughter until that time that, you know, I would be be blessed to welcome somebody in our life. So there were definitely times of struggle, um, you know, and actually Regina was, you know, definitely one of my biggest advocates on my side and by my side um, when I was going through that process, and so were my parents. They were instrumental in really helping me through that transition. Hi, this is Gail. Would you like to ask a question in a few moments? Yes. Okay, stand by. Thank you. Was God-centered, and that would also love me and her like his own. And um, so we were definitely blessed with that. Um, so it was it was a struggle at times, and there are definitely things that I grew. I definitely grew from being in that situation. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change a thing, though. How about you, Regina? I, um, I, I do want to just say that Natasha completely understated. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I think a lot of women do. Understated. Tasha had just graduated from college mm-hmm. and was, you know, in pursuit of, you know, the next step. And her next step, little did she know, was her daughter Jordan. Um, and I think that the other thing, too, that I want to note, that that then took Tasha to California. And so I was in Maryland, and Tasha was in mm-hmm. California, and again, we were very, I, I think Jordan, I went out for Jordan's baptism because I'm her godmother, um, and, you know, and it was just, you know, incredible to see my friend who had been my college buddy um, now, you know, morphosized into being this incredible mother who's, you know, breastfeeding and burping. <laughs> um, and doing it with such um with with such a positive um energy that Jordan was a very happy baby. And sure. and and yes, and that her you know, father fixed her a tuna sandwich every day of her pregnancy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, at some point when Jordan is not liking her mother very much, I will be able to tell her about, you know, the time that Tasha spent the whole entire weekend in the bed because she was so sick. <laughs> wow. And, you know, and, and sacrificed so, um, so much and did not allow it to have a moment of shame attached to it. And a single parent or single mother, you know, there's always this, you know, this, this shame. 
And Tasha just wasn't having it. And I, you know, again, my respect and my admiration for her just grew because she was not ashamed that, you know, she did not, was not in the traditional sense. And if you were looking at me, I'd do quotation marks, but she was becoming a mother in her own, in her own, within her own journey. How about you, Regina? Well, I'm one of those folks who um, kind of took the scenic route um, as far as getting (laughs) my education. Um, And so it took me about 10 years just to finish my undergraduate degree. But I was determined that I was going to have certain things in place, like my education and my career. Um, And then, you know, I'd get married and um, then I would have children. And so I became a mother at the age of uh, 34, uh, and I it was a very it was difficult because I didn't get pregnant right away. I actually was able to use science and God's wisdom <laughs> um, for uh, Dr. Berger, who helped us conceive them. And so everything was great. I was married. We had a house. And um, then uh, Sims was nine months, and we found out on April Fool's Day that Indira was coming. And so here comes baby number two, and all of this happened, and it was a bit – it was it was hard. And at some point, um, the man I chose to marry – uh, it was too much for him. And so he decided he did not want to be married anymore. And this, and it was very, I mean, it was, it was, it was very difficult. So I, mm-hmm. you know, for so long I was like, I, I don't want to be a single mother. I think it's very important that both parents are involved, whether it's in the institution of marriage or not. Um, and so I did everything I could to make sure and try to keep you know, my family intact, and that's just not, that wasn't, I had that for a, a while, um, and then I think Indira was maybe t- about two, right, Sasha? Two, two. Mm-hmm. Before, it, before it became very clear that our marriage was not going to survive, um, and so, you know, we needed to shift into how do we co-parent. You and, have a call, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I have, there's callers lining up, so I want them oh. to the listeners to to hold on. We, I, I we haven't forgotten you. Stand by. I just want to make sure that the audience gets a good introduction and understanding of the the incredible value and insight and um, caliber of women that you are and the where your hearts are and how devoted you are in all aspects of your giving and in your living. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, Regina. So what mm-hmm. it, so around the age of your first daughter, your first child being two, you mm-hmm. um your husband decides that, you know, it's it's not working yeah. for him. Yeah, and this is a little bit too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our expectations um are, are <laughs> Well it's not and you know what, we had I had a five a wonderful five years. We were a great couple. He was a great partner. He had just because of his own experience um, as a child, he didn't understand or I think had the capacity to, to understand what it meant to then have a family. Um, because we do, we give up, we sacrifice so much. And if you haven't seen it or if you're, if you're not dedicated to um, experiencing it and learning it, then it really can be a challenge. Um, I also have to say that I, I, I laugh um, with Tasha sometimes and I say, you know, he just pushed me into, right into the arms of the Lord. <laughs> because when it got shaky and when, you know, when it got down to, you know, you're going to have to do this, there were two 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 things that happened. Um, One, my father very clearly told me, you do know you have what it takes to do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do I? And then my father in heaven um, allowed for one of my girlfriends to invite me for apparently the umping time to her church. And I affiliated with a non-denominational, multicultural um, church that 
when I sat down, I felt like I am exactly where I'm supposed to be to get um, to reconnect even on a deeper basis with my Heavenly Father. So my two daddies <laughs> convinced me <laughs> and continued to provide, you know, insight and um, into how to do this. And, and you know, Tasha has, you know, witnessed and prayed with me and cried with me through mm-hmm. so much, you know, through so much of it. And it's it's been an incredible journey, and it continues to daily. And it continues. <laughs> you know, Regina, you used as a part of your bio that you identified yourself as a chosen daughter of two incredible parents, mm-hmm. you know, and that the demonstration of, you know, their demonstration of how to hold on and how to hold on strongly to God's grace and blessings, mm-hmm. you know, during adversity are part of what's provided the foundation for your own belief systems, your own values, mm-hmm. and your compassion. And even though we realize that all of the listeners to Sylvia Global may not be of the Christian faith, there is this element of faith that's required, whether a person acknowledges yeah. a religious mm-hmm. affiliation mm-hmm. or not, mm-hmm. there is this element of faith that's necessary. <laughs> Necessary for moms to be devoted to their children uh-huh. and to the success and health and well-being of their families' lives, whether they're married uh-huh. or single. There's this deeply rooted hope and belief uh-huh. that what they're doing is the best that they can do from a place of love for their children, uh-huh. and that requires a day-to-day act of faith, you know, of some uh-huh. level, at some level. And you both are are sharing that. Let's take some calls, okay? Sure. All right. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for calling in and being with us today. Are you a devoted mom as well? Yeah, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) How many children? Yay, she said yay. How many children do you have? I have one son and he's five years old. Oh, wonderful. Are you married or are you a single mom? Um, newly divorced. I'm a single mom. A transitional mom. mom. (laughs) Transitional mom. In in the middle of a divorce, yeah. (laughs) God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When she was saying about her husband not being able to um, handle the kids and stuff, I think that's what happened with um, my my husband is that he just, he couldn't give up being the single life and doing Mm -hmm. his thing. So when... Oz came along, or our son came along. He just completely distanced himself and decided to find relationships elsewhere <laughs> in uh-huh, the marriage. Uh-huh. So, um, yes, and that's that's where I'm at. I'm kind of struggling. Can you share with us your name, Chris? Just the first, just the first name. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just. A... I'm sorry. My name's Chris. Oh, okay, Chris. I just want to tell you, um, it wasn't until. I started sharing with so it, it, it was like God sent folks um, or manifested in people that helped me understand that I wasn't the only one. Um, it was not my fault, and I had not made a bad choice with who to pre who to procreate with. Um, <laughs> because, because that's some of the stuff that you're thinking Like what was I thinking This man, you know Why didn't I see this earlier Before, yeah. you know, I brought And so, you know One of the things that I say And I hope that you will incorporate it Is that you have an awesome souvenir From your relationship And from God And your souvenir I think, did you say his name was Oz? His name's Ozzy, yeah. It's, it's Azur, Azur Alexander Zeilinger, but I call him Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy. So cute. Ozzy is um, a manifestation of God's love and hope. And and just because um, his father right now doesn't quite get it, it doesn't mean that he won't. I went through all sorts of, and Tasha will even call it crazy mm-hmm. with a K, measures to ensure that at no time, if my girls ever asked me, you know, well, why didn't you make sure that my dad, you know, had access to me, I could say without a shadow of a doubt. It didn't matter if he wasn't pain. It didn't matter if he, it it, it didn't matter that he was consistent. But it was very important um, for them to understand 
um, even though I didn't like that guy anymore, this is your father, and at any point in time he wants to see you and spend time with you, it will happen. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it did, and I also made it very clear to him um, that they need you, and you've got to figure out how to be well enough. Because I really felt like it was, um, it, it, it's a mental challenge for for men and or for any parent. Um, no one wants to be an absent parent. So yeah. something's going on, and so we started praying. I gave, um, remember, I gave Sims uh, God. I I was so afraid for that day for her to ask me, where's my dad and why isn't he here? And when that day came, I just prayed before I opened my mouth and I said, you know, you see your dad more when he's feeling better, so let's ask God to help him feel better. And she looked at me and she said, well, well, what's his phone number? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I, she said, what's God's phone number? Let's call him. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> she was about four. She was, no, she was about four. Like three or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she said, well, well, can we go see him? You know, who is this? And it started a conversation. It opened up an opportunity um, for me to dialogue with her about this incredible um, father that we have that is everywhere. And I remember putting my hand, her hand on my heart and, um, and then saying, listen to, listen to mommy's chest. Do you hear that? And she's like, I hear beating. I said, that's God. And as long as you have that beating, God is with you. And so we're going to ask God to help daddy. And that girl prayed up that man at times where I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> He would show up. He would show up at these He's weird times. Mm-hmm. And I'd look at her, and she would just kind of smirk. And That's it so was cool. it it was it was to me a bigger gift than I anything I could ever give. And I've given that gift to not only just um, Sims, but I've given it to Indira. I had to give it to my niece, who um, her stepmother at the time was not being very nice. I give Ozzy God, and and it helps to frame that it's bigger than just mommy and daddy. There is a non, you know, an unchanging, uh, forgiving, provisional, uh, you know, master <laughs> that's God. Uh, Ozzy right. knows God. I, I've talked to him about God, and we go to church. So whenever we go to church, I always tell him we're going to God's house and we're going to spend mm-hmm, some time with mm-hmm. God and say hi. And mm-hmm. when when me and my ex were having our, our hardest times in our relationship, Ozzy would have really bad night terrors. And mm-hmm. so he'd say he's mm-hmm. having bad dreams and he'd be seeing shadows and stuff in his room. And so we'd pray to God. So we'd pray together for God mm-hmm. to, to get mm-hmm. rid of the bad dreams. So, yes. you know, I've, I've built in him a relationship with – and he knows good. God. He knows that God is invisible. He knows that God is always around him and God is in absolutely everything. And whenever we're afraid, God mm-hmm. is the light inside of us that scares the bad things away. Right, it's, right. It's an invisible, Sounds like you're brilliant a wonderful light. mother. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, are – you are a wonderful mother. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You are wonderful. You are. God is smiling on you for that. Oh, thank you. So, just like you do that for Ozzy, you got to do that for you too. Yeah. And that's hard, but but the same God that you've given to Ozzy is your father too. That's right. And so you, he, and, and he has you. Yeah. I'm drying. <laughs> hard. Well, and that's what mothers do. We, we, tears are good. Tears yes. are good because they help clear the way. They provide clarity. You know how when your windshield, when it's drizzling a little bit and you can kind of see, but you don't want to hear that noise of the windshield wiper? Yeah. But then when you finally do turn it on, there's a clarity, like, oh my gosh, why didn't I turn it out earlier? You gotta, you gotta allow yourself to be able to release. I think it's some of the toxins and some of the anger and some of the sadness, yeah. Um, so that you can make way for happy tears when Ozzy does something incredible, 
or even when Ozzy's father does something that is completely out of what you thought he had the capacity to do, and you can have a happy tear moment. Because it, it will okay. happen. I'm hoping to. It will. It will. You won't always be in this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it won't always be like this. <laughs> it you know, really it's won't. funny. You go through day and day, and you're like, no, I'm strong. I can handle this. I can handle this. You know, I lost my job. I'm going to school full time. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm, like, I cut my hours at work because I, I got another one so that I could go to school full time because I wanted to awesome. spend more time with my son and. Like, I'm just waiting for that, okay, everything's okay moment. And then once in a while, I'll just start busting up crying. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I thought I was over this. <laughs> You're getting through it. We, we we often are challenged as women with getting over something, but you are working through it. And you sound like you are making incredible decisions that's going to allow you to provide for Ozzy and for yourself. If you're going to school, that and that certainly does increase your chances of obtaining employment that's going to help you take care. And those are, those are moments and those are small incremental steps um, that lead you to the peace and the happiness that not only God wants you to have, but that it's an abundance of. And so start to look for those little glimpses. Those little things will become, uh, the more conscious we allow ourselves to see them, the more they propel us um, to to have that joy. Because we can all cry all day about what's going wrong. <laughs> Yeah, that <laughs> waste of time. We got other things to do. <laughs> yeah, that you got a loan to be able to go to school full time and spend time, you know, spend quality time with Ozzy, and he gets to see that his mother is dedicated to him because you don't have to do this. You don't have to do it this way. There's lots of other ways you could do it. And so mm-hmm. I just want to offer you the encouragement and support. Um, I hope you have. Um, folks around you, uh, mm-hmm. and if you find someone around you that is not helping, then you may need to release them. <laughs> I've actually had to do that. I've actually had to sit back and go, this relationship is not healthy for me. It was actually one of That's my right. girlfriends at work, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you are not, I'm not spiritually growing with you, and I just feel mm-hmm. ugly when I'm around you. So this is mm-hmm. this has got to stop. And, you know, it's funny. When I broke that relationship off, it was like I was propelled forward in everything I was right. doing. It was That's so right. wild. Yeah. Yes, and it also makes room for those folks that are also around you cheering for you um, to come forward yeah. and ready to support you. It gives, it gives you room um, and the energy and the attention for that positive for those positive people. Oh, that that totally happened when I when I broke that off. My my other girlfriends that I'm with, they were praying for focus and you know and direction in their life. And I told them mm-hmm. I was going to school. My friend April, she has three small kids, and I'm helping her get into school. So I helped her fill out her FAFSA. You know, she, right. she knows where she's going, and like we like pray together at work, and mm-hmm. it's like it, we have a really good support group. For like right. for each other at work now, right? Like, right. Whenever right. we're having problems, we just pray together. It's it's amazing. Mhm. Mhm. Oh, that's yeah. great, Chris. Yeah. Chris, thank you so much. Stand stand by and keep listening to the broadcast. We're going to take the next caller. Thank you so okay. much, Chris. Chris. We're going to be praying for you. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. God bless you and Ozzy. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Thank you for calling Hi. Devoted Moms. Hi, uh, my name is Dana, and I just wanted to say that, for one, I am so glad that um, that Tosh and Regina were sharing because it just seems like it's the perfect message at the perfect time. Uh, uh, the things that I find myself having to deal with. And my question is, do you have a reminder that you say to yourself because there are relationships that you can't break off and there are certain people where you're not even expecting it, but they might bring a sense of negativity to, you know, trying to stay positive, trying to... Mm-hmm. Um, Tasha, what's the mantra that we use? God's got you. Every time. <laughs> 
God's it works got it. for any situation. God's got it. God's, God's got, got you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and it's sometimes we just have to take a deep breath and say that, you know, God's got this, especially when we're feeling so overwhelmed and just like we don't have control. And I think that's the moment when we have to surrender and realize, you know what, God's got this. I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. doing what I can do and what I have mm-hmm. control over, and I'm going to give the rest to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really in any situation when Regina and I, sometimes we text each other real quick or call each other. It could be even 3 in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. And that is the core of every conversation that we have, whether it's about relationships, our children, our careers. Finances. Finances. Yeah. What's the for dinner? <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> You are trying to do meatless Mondays. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, 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 and it's and it and it also depends on too. You know, your belief system. There um, is great power. I um, have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and so um, there is great references where if you just call in the name of Jesus, uh, it it will make the evil and the devil run. They've got a pact that if that happens, i got to get out of there. And so depending on, you know, what is your faith system, every faith system has that. But I think it's important mm-hmm. that you keep it simple. And uh, I think the other thing that we're really good at doing, too, is I um, there's a station that I listen to that only plays positive music. And it's not so much as gospel music as it is encouraging music. And you know, I have to put, I have to, I have to allow myself. And I think um, Gail said it when she introduced me. Um, the girls and I get up to a song called "A Good Day," and uh, I am not a singer by any means. But when you start to hear it's going to be a good day, um, you will start to sing it, <laughs> and you start mm-hmm. to create it. And it's about being, part of it, of the song is, I plan to be a twinkle in God's eye because it's going to be a good day. And so just really, you know, for me it's music. Some people it's reading. But think about what has gotten you um, to where you are now because you have been very successful and you are evidence that you can do it and that God's been helping you do it all along. So tap into that. Does Thank that make sense for you? Does that make yes, sense? It does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's that's great. The idea that you said was, you know, having um, a positive song mm-hmm. to start the day with that, you know, it just kind of gets you in gear. Also, just either you know already starts that positive thinking of, you know, I can get through whatever is going to be challenging. Hi, stand by. You're next to go on the air. Okay? Hello? I just wanted to thank you. Well, thank you so much, and I I will be praying for you and your strength and that you will um, just continue to push push through. Pray until something happens. That's what push Mm -hmm. means. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling in, Dana. Mm -hmm. Hi, you're on the air. You're on the air with Tasha and Regina. Good morning. Okay, let's go to the next caller. Hi, you're on the air. Good, Good afternoon. You're on the air with Tasha and Regina. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, good hello. morning. Um, hi, my name is Jennifer. And um, hi, Jennifer. I'm a, hello. I'm a, <laughs> a new mom. I have a, a son who's gonna be ten months old tomorrow. And oh. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a little guy. And I um I'm very new to obviously being a mom and I stopped working and mm. outside of the home, um to mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. You're doing a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just, 
it's a big job. Um, and we're having a great time. I'm, I'm enjoying my time with him. Um, but, you know, there's definite challenges because everything's so new and, mm-hmm. and different. And I'm alone a lot. And I've joined mm-hmm. mom groups and I've done this and done that. And I, you know, my relationship with my husband has, has changed since, you know, my son came along. And there's a lot of things that I would, you know, like to talk about um, with my friends. But I feel like um, if I if I talk about these things with them, that it somehow makes me seem weaker. I don't know why I think of it that way, but I, I do. Like, I can't, I shouldn't complain, you know, mm-hmm. because then it would mm-hmm. seem like... It, you know, like I, like I didn't make the right choice or something along those lines. And my friends mm-hmm. have now picked up on that, and I've um, been, I guess, accused or not, I don't know what, of isolating them, and that is how they mm-hmm. feel now. And I, I really don't know how to even approach that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I can definitely attest to that. Um, and actually, Re- Regina is really good at pulling sometimes pulling that stuff out of me because I can be the same way when I am so grateful for everything that's going on. I tend to try and ignore and just push away some of the things that are real um, issues going on in my life. And so um, I would just say that if you have, you know, some of those good friends that you really trust, I would trust that relationship and trust that friendship to be able to lean on them and let them know what it is you're going through. One, so that they can offer another perspective for you um, and another way to look at it, and they can also be encouraging for you. Um, and that's, you know, basically how Regina and I's relationship and friendship has really grown over the years and transformed. And both of us go through different things at different times, and so we're able to lean on each other during those hard times and just help walk, you know. I don't think we were meant to be on this earth alone. So we we need to have those partners that we can walk through together. And your friends sound like they're, they really love you, and so they're seeing that there is something going on, and they probably really want to be there for you um, and just don't know what's going on and, and not sure if it's something they did or, mm-hmm. you know, if there's anything that they can help you with. They're probably feeling a little helpless. So um, if there are friends that you're close enough to that you can trust them with that information, you know, I would say go ahead and share it with them. It doesn't have to be a, you know, a phone call where you're just complaining for a whole hour, but you can kind of say, okay, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm going through. Have you ever felt that or what do you think? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. can you lift me up in prayer? You know, have you heard right. this happening before? You know, there's a lot of different angles, that you know, ways that your friends can be there for you. Yeah. Right. Well, well, I'm there I... too. I'm a stay-at-home mom too, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I <laughs> admire the stay-at-home moms. Um, I'd also <laughs> like to encourage you uh, as you are trying to figure out uh, kind of the who do you who do you bring your authentic self to? Um, that you ask God to make it plain. Um, that you uh, are able to attract, and you are willing to um, yeah. humble, be humble, um, and admit that you know things aren't always wonderful. Because mm-hmm. uh, some of that is rooted in uh, in shame, and so it makes yeah. me. You know, it makes me wonder, um, did you see, you know, a very perfect mother that, that, you know, or a very imperfect mother, and so, you know, you're bringing that on yourself, um, and it's just not, it's not possible to achieve perfection. You know, we work towards progress, and Mm -hmm. so if... Uh, that is a challenge. I would definitely take that to to God and to counsel. Um, but think about, wouldn't you, you sound like you would be the kind of friend who would want your friend to come to you. Right. And so sometimes mm-hmm. we have to understand that you're blocking somebody else from being a blessing to you. Yeah. By, that's, that's by not expressing them. Yeah, yeah I, I I've been doing that ever since I got pregnant too. Where I'm just mm-hmm. I just I don't want to talk about anything that's upsetting with me or wrong with me, and instead I just mm-hmm. listen to them, you know. And mm-hmm. and I, I think that they've picked up on that now, and just it's not balanced. Right. Well, because it's not authentic. It's not the authentic right. woman that they have known to know, have grown to love, and they're and and it's I mean it it 
creates a question like, you know, why doesn't, you know, what's going on that she doesn't want to reveal, like, what's really happening? And, you know, and it is, um, it isn't you being ungrateful. Let Let me release you from that. It's not you being ungrateful. What it is is you are seeking the support that you have, I, I have no doubt, have given um, and the encouragement that you have given others. And so that's not complaining. That's simply life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, you know, it is the ups and the downs. And, you know, I, I had a friend tell me one time, you can't get into heaven if you can't receive Regina. And I, that sticks in my, my head um, because I was one of those people who, you know, felt a lot of shame about things that I had not accomplished or, you know, that I was feeling like I was being ungrateful because I wasn't satisfied with um, relationships. But it was, you know, needing to bounce it off of someone to get the perspective. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be slick. I mean, just imagine how much energy you're already using just on your baby. Right. Yeah, you got to release it somewhere. Yeah, I do, I do. It's definitely all, like, bottled up in there, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it, it's there, and it manifest, it will manifest. And babies are so incredibly sensitive to to that, um, because they're so unfiltered. They can feel they can feel that kind of tension, and, and, and you don't deserve that. That's not what God has for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. So many people that feel that way. Goodness. Yes. (laughs) You're not alone. No, not at all. So, Regina and Tasha, um, just those callers, and and we lost a couple, so I'm going to encourage them to call back because I, you know, we obviously didn't want to interrupt the conversations and I appreciate um your thoroughness and your your authenticity, you know, to be able to share from your experience. So what do you say to the mom who has not grown up in an environment of of a religious faith, a religious practice, and they don't understand you know what you're referring to when you say give it to God. You know what what what's your experience in that area? Um I was uh years ago I was a um a, a rape it was a I was a rape response counselor. And we were asked that question on our interview because if there are folks who don't understand higher power or that's just not their walk. Um for me I just say what is it that you believe in? What is your faith system? What is it that you have evidence of that has gotten you through adversity um, and that you celebrate, and, and, and you may not have had, I mean, you may have had when really good. And so if that is your cat, if that is the alphabet, Did you see your Buddha, cat? Did you yes. <laughs> yes, she did. That's right, Gail. On this show, she said it. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. It, it is because, because faith is really, it's not about um, this magical being. Faith is about understanding that there is there is power lost. And there are certainly many belief systems. Uh, and so what is your faith system? I have one of my other besties. Um, who I think we will def- well, I'm pretty sure Tasha will have will interview her. Um, does not is not uh, you say have a blessed day and she's like oh Lord uh, in a bad way. <laughs> so, so but what I can demonstrate to her is that um, my compassion, my authenticity, my walk is 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 rooted here. And hers is rooted also in a faith system, but she does not necessarily have a name for it. She believes in a, there is something greater, but she may call it the divine. She may say that it's the universe. It's mother nature. Uh, so, so it's important for survival purposes that you have something that you believe helps 
Uh, otherwise, you know, where's your hope coming from? And that might be why the challenges you're facing, you know, are much tougher because maybe you haven't found that. And that might open up an opportunity for you to seek and understand. I, I actually have a mentee who is an atheist. She's now agnostic because she does now understand that there is um, a, a, a greater power. She's just not sure that it's God. And, you know, she's called me on occasion. I mean, she's called me and said, you know what, that whole God stuff you've been talking, I'm starting to kind of get it. <laughs> so so I think just, you know, what is it that, that, that supports you and keeps you going? And whatever that is, in my with my lens, it's God. Um, with your lens, it is whatever works and whatever allows yes. you to be positive and productive and healthy. That's right. That's the that's the encouragement that I want that 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 I believe we're responsible, um, and that I think that I know that Tasha models daily, and that I make every attempt to model, because uh, we get caught up in the language, mother versus mm-hmm. father versus Jesus versus Allah, um, it becomes a distraction from how are you, what brings you your peace. And what brings you joy? So that was a really long answer to a very simple question. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it's, you it's, that? It's more it's based on relationship. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like when you meet somebody for the first time and you're not quite sure what to say to them and you're a little bit nervous and the more that you talk to them and get to know them, you know, you open up and then you form this relationship. And it's the same thing in my opinion, with God. And so that's why God and I just talk. We just mm-hmm. have conversations, you know, throughout the day. And I just check in with him. Like I check in with Regina. I'm like I check in with my husband, you know, and I just check in with God and kind of let him know what's going on or ask him to look over somebody or ask him for advice on something. And it's just it's all based on a relationship. And so I think sometimes religion can scare people away because they feel mm-hmm. like, Oh, then there, that just comes with a bunch of rules on what I can't do mm-hmm. and what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do. And, and you know, and for some people that's very important, that type of structure and that type. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I think if somebody has not come from a background of religion and is just really trying to figure out what is this all about, you know, just they just think about relationships and how you build your, your human relationships. You can build it the same way with yeah. God and just <laughs> daily get to know him a little bit more. You know, Tasha, the other thing, too, is that it may be that someone um, was exposed to religion or to God in a very mean, manipulative way. Mm-hmm. And that is a, I've come into um, contact with lots of folks who, oh, yeah, we used to go to church, but, you know, I also saw my reverend at the bar. Uh, you know, or or there was abuse there. Um, or the authority was misused in so many ways that it is confusing to think, you know, how do bad things, why are these bad things happening, where's your God? Um, and so really understanding and respecting, you know, the person's journey and where they are right now is exactly where they're supposed to be. Uh, and then how do you want to move forward? And I I really hope that we're able to, you know, as we think about future shows, that we have a show where we invite mothers who, you know, they're, they don't get that part of it and they're okay with talking about it, but also sharing how how are you getting through this life? Um, you know, how is it working for you? And, you know, so that you, so that we aren't the only voices. We just want to kind of be conduits or, um, a venue for for even that conversation. Because at the end of the day, we're all mothers, <laughs> and we all and we're all trying to figure this thing out. And you know, these, right. little hum, these little humans didn't didn't come with those directions. If so, the directions got lost in the mail for me. So <laughs> that's we, we we're going to concentrate on what what we have in common, and we're going to celebrate our uniquenesses um, that may be different. Talk about some of the upcoming programs, 
because I know that, you know, today we, we're using this broadcast as your personal, you know, your introduction to the audience about your personal experiences um, from motherhood, married life to single mom, from being a single mom to being married, a married mom, and just that part of your journey. And there are future conversations coming up about other transitions in life and support systems, adoption. Share with the audience what they have to look forward to on upcoming broadcasts with Tasha and Regina on Devoted Moms. Tasha, you want to do that? Sure. Um, yeah, just like uh, Gail just mentioned, um, the next few series we're going to talk about um, transitions and just how how do you as a mom, when, when we're the ones who are supposed to be strong and keep it all together and keep the household going, and when we're going through a transition like a divorce um, or maybe a loss of a parent or going from a single mom to a married mom, it, it just changes your whole world. So how do you continue to be the strong mother but then allow yourself to be vulnerable and to be kind of molded into um, the next chapter of your life. And Regina and I have definitely gone through um, together different transitions, all all motherhood, um, but different transitions as different types of moms. So we're definitely going to go kind of deep into that over the next couple of weeks because I know there's a lot of mothers out there that are going through similar situations. Um, then we're going to talk a little bit about support systems and how you purpose, purposely set support systems for yourself, whether you're married or single, um, everything by yourself. And then it just piles on and piles on, and, and some sometimes we lose it, you know. And so instead of waiting until that moment when it all blows up, recognizing the different areas in our life that we could use a little bit of help. Well, I have a mom who picks up my son once a week so that I can do a couple things and don't have to rush back to the school at 2.30 to get him. And I do the same thing for her. We've created that support mm-hmm. system for ourselves. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that and how you do that. Um, you want to talk about the next couple of shows, Regina? Um, sure. I'm having just a little bit of technical difficulty on my end. Uh, okay. So I'm going to ask if you can go, if you can push through for me. Sure. No, no problem. Um, we're going to also talk a little bit about becoming a mother and what that means and what that looks like. It's it's not the same for all of us. It didn't start the same for all of us. And even though we have this intertwined connection of being a mother, how did we get there? And um, and what means um, and what avenues did we take to get there? And we'll probably have a few guests on during this series so that you can just hear how different mothers um, some of the struggles and some of the triumphs that they had to go through just to become a mother. It's not always yeah. as easy um, <laughs> as you'd like to believe. Right. Um, and and that, it also um, to talk, talks about um, the um, how prominent um, fertility or infertility um, is um, it just as a mother who had to access the system or use that in order to become um, a birth mom. Um, but there's also adopted moms, um, mm-hmm. there are stepmothers, there are godmothers, people who have chosen <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to become um, that mother figure and caregiver for an individual. So we really want to talk about the broad spectrum of how do, how did you become a mother. That's right. Um, well, and then we also ladies, want to recognize. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Gil. No, go ahead. We're going to wrap up right after this comment. Okay. Um, and we also wanted to every now and then, every couple of um, shows, highlight a phenomenal father, um, and just bring on fathers nice. in our lives that um, have just been, you know, amazing examples to their children as well. So, our listeners can join you. Um, they can hear these broadcasts archived at sylviaglobal.com, also on Live 365, or download them as podcasts from iTunes. They can join you, um, Tasha and Regina, live here every Thursday, 10.30 to 11.30 Eastern Time, or 1.30 to 2.30, oh, excuse me, let me I got that backwards, 1.30 to 2.30 Eastern Time on Thursdays, or... 10.30 to 11.30 Pacific Standard Times. Thanks so much, ladies, for being here today. We're so excited. 
um, our listeners can contact you at sylviaglobalradio.com and as subscribers at sylviaglobal.com. Um, follow us and follow Tasha and Regina on Sylvia Global's Facebook, Twitter us, and join us again. Congratulations, and we're praying for all of the devoted moms. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Talk Thank soon. Thank you. Thank you, Gail, so much for this opportunity. Absolutely. <laughs> it's an honor. Let's do this together. All right.